Hello, this is Eric Schultz for Jersey Arts, the podcast. I'm joined today by Carolyn Clark, founder and director of New Jersey Ballet and New Jersey School of Ballet, and also by Paul Hilliard McRae, assistant artistic director of the company. This is a big anniversary for New Jersey Ballet. Tell me about what's going on this year, what's the anniversary, and how are you celebrating? Well, it's quite remarkable to realize that 50 years have passed. It seems such a short period of time. But um, we're planning a major celebration at NJPAC on the 18th of April. And we're going to do several pieces from the repertory that have some significance uh, with individuals over the past 50 years. One is George Tamal, who was our choreographer, resident choreographer for 40 years, passed away recently. He did a beautiful piece called uh, Marietta Song, pas de deux. Edward Vallala, international star of New York City Ballet, who's now director of Miami City Ballet, did a pas de deux to Shenandoah. And we also did a new piece, Ballet on Broadway, which is a good closing for the first part. Since we're a classical ballet company, we will most likely do um, a section of Giselle, Act Two, and close with Robert North, another choreographer who was instrumental in working with the company during the 80s. Uh, we have four of his ballets in the repertory, and we will do the finale of his Entre dos Aguas, which was a very popular piece. This is in April? And this is April 18th, Saturday, April 18th at the New Jersey Performing Arts Center. Uh, the performance begins at 7 p.m. and uh, tickets are on sale. Yeah. Um, There's also going to be a cocktail reception before and it's sit-down dinner afterwards. Wow. So it's going to be a spectacular evening. 50 years, that's quite something. And you are the founding director. Well, I was dancing with American Ballet Theater at the time and had kind of a double career. For 20 years, I continued dancing professionally into the 70s while I was still working with New Jersey Ballet and teaching and uh, working with the dancers. So, Did you always have a dream to start a ballet company? Did you realize what would become of this company? Not really. <laughs> it's, you don't know. Times change and people change. Yeah. I did not know what I was getting into, I must say that, uh, 50 years ago. Uh, I thought it would be maybe a, a few years, and, uh, but then I decided in 1967 that I would really put forth all my effort into creating a full-time professional ballet company and a good training program for young people in New Jersey. And where do you perform and what, is, what sort of repertoire do you do? We perform in 10 venues from Bergen County to Cape May and we've been doing that uh, for many, many years. Our Nutcracker production, which premiered in 1971 at the Paper Mill Playhouse, uh, finished its 38th year. During the past 50 years, we've reached every county in New Jersey, all 21 counties. We've performed at one time or another and did many, many school programs, educational programs for young people, introducing thousands to the art of dance and ballet. How many dancers do you have in the company and where do they come from? We have uh, currently 20 dancers in the company, equal number of male and female. We have six apprentice ladies, and uh, I would say half of the company are from countries from around the world, and the other half are American dancers, and many of them have been trained in New Jersey. So it's very important that the company produce New Jersey artists as well as introducing audiences to international dancers. How many dancers do you suppose you've had over the last 50 years? And, well, uh, the dancers stay for a long time. It's, it's interesting. They come and uh, 
we've had dancers in the company as long as 20 years. You know, once they reach late 30s, early 40s, they start thinking of something else. It's, it's a very rigorous life, very demanding physically on the body. Mm -hmm. But over, I'd say, we've had probably over 300 dancers come in, in and out of the company over that 50-year time period. Have you seen a lot of change in the world of dance? Oh, a, a tremendous what, what amount of, of change. Yeah. Are, in are the very beginning, uh, ballet was, I would say, very new, if you're talking back in the 50s. The New York City Ballet had just come into existence in the late 40s, American Ballet Theater in 1940. So the American public wasn't used to uh, a lot of dance and particularly classical ballet programs. Then in the 60s, the Ford Foundation um, awarded, uh, I think it was about seven or eight million dollars at that time to various organizations across the country. And ballet started to flourish at that point. Audiences grew and uh, it just took off from there. Do you have a lot of kids that uh, join the school? I mean, how many are involved? In this ballet school, the main office is in uh, Livingston, New Jersey, mm -hmm. of course. and. Uh, we have another location in Somerville, and we teach a few days a week at the Morris Center Y in the Morristown area. So if you count the total number of students, it could be anywhere between eight and 900. And we have two programs. We have a program, uh, open enrollment, for anyone who would like to study from age four, and we have adults who are just hooked on ballet, and they're in their 70s. Oh, is it too late at my age, for example? No, not at all. Not at all. It's never too great, late to start. Great great exercise. It it's is. Great some of them come once a week. Some of them come three and four times a week. Now, then we have an intensive program for those that are seriously considering a career. And they come several times a week, maybe eight classes a week. And that's an, an auditioned program. They have to be at an intermediate level, and they audition for the program. And then they have a very structured program uh, that's designed and they must follow in terms of the number of classes they take per week and the kinds of classes that they take. Well, what are your goals going forward now after 50 years? What are you going to do the next 50 years? Uh, depending new ballets, depending new on the economy, where I think the first and foremost order of business is to survive, number one. And uh, number two, we're always looking for new and different ballets. We did uh, theme programming the past couple of years. We did ballet with a Latin beat. We did ballet and opera. We did ballet on Broadway. And uh, we've revived many ballets that have never been seen in the United States. Um, One of the most exciting was the full-length Esmeralda. Oh, what's that? Uh, based on the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh -huh. It was very, very exciting. Full orchestra, full cast sets, costumes, I mean, a huge production. And it attracted um, reviewers from New York. Anna Kisselkoff reviewed it and several others. And that was a very, very exciting moment in the history of the ballet. Yes, very exciting. The company is always looking to bring new repertoire in for its dancers. We're really a dancer's company. Um, we don't have a choreographic voice. Uh, we don't have one choreographer who does all of our works. We go out and we see different works and, and bring them to the company because we think they would be suitable or fit on the dancers that we have at the time. Um, we're looking next season uh, to collaborate with some of the other dance organizations in the state uh, because we have always had a history and 
plan to continue uh, partnering with other arts organizations to bring, uh, to help build audiences and to expand both our vision and their vision. So we're going to be working with uh, Nani Chen, who has a uh, uh, Chinese uh, modern dance company, and she's going to be doing a piece on us next year. And we're also in discussions with Deborah Mitchell, who is the founder and director of the New Jersey Tap Dance Ensemble. Mm -hmm. Another exciting aspect of the past 50 years has been touring internationally. Oh, yes. Tell me about that. We've okay. been to uh, Bermuda, Italy, Taiwan, uh, Russia. Oh, India. India. company <laughs> presented the first full-length classical ballet in India two seasons in Mumbai. ago. Mumbai. Mumbai. Yeah. How it was, was that received? Oh, it, <laughs> they scheduled two performances, sold out immediately, scheduled a third one. It sold out, so it was a huge success. <clears throat> it was the first time a full-length ballet had ever been done in uh, India. And you toured Russia recently? Yes. What's it like? That's sort of the, the motherland of ballet, isn't it? Or am I wrong? No, 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 no you're right. That's it. But we decided, we decided to take uh, more contemporary pieces, something that speaks to the American culture. And Paul, would you like to? Uh, yeah, we did uh, works that, that really represent our American repertoire. So we did a piece called For Ella, which is a jazz ballet piece. Uh, by Margot Sappington to music by Ella Fitzgerald, which is very exciting and 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 fun, uh, just a real fun piece. And then we did a a blues piece um, called Saturday Nights about um, dancers in a blues club, uh, just having an evening in a blues club, and uh, uh, that's to music by Etta James and Kev Moe. So that's kind of bluesy and smoky and very. Very American, and uh, we also did a piece by Robert North called Let's Go South, which is uh, just a raucous uh, uh, salute to southern blues and southern jazz, and it's a fun piece for the dancers to do. Could you each give me some sense of what initially fascinated you about this art form of dance? What drew you as a as a young person? Well, as a child, my mother felt that my brother and I should participate in some form of the arts, and I started taking dance lessons locally when I was six years old. And uh, at that time in New Jersey, there was what was called the Mosque Theater, which is now Symphony Hall, and there was a promoter, Mo Septi, who brought events into the theater. And one of them was American Ballet Theater with Mary Ellen Moreland dancing the second act of Swan Lake. So I saw that ballet and I told my mother at that moment, that's what I wanted to do. So from then on, my mind was set. You said, how old were you? I was nine going on 10 at that point, And 10 years later, I was dancing with American Ballet Theater, the same company. Wow. And did you have a similar experience early on? Uh, pretty similar. Um, my parents, too, felt that um, uh, all of their children, both myself, my brother, and my sister, should have uh, both music and dance training. And um, they started us out, uh, the boys in tap, and my sister's taking ballet and uh, at the little local studio. And um, there, they didn't allow boys to do ballet at this little local studio. Boys could do tap, but or jazz, but they couldn't do uh, ballet. And I, I really liked what was going on. I just liked movement. 
and I wanted to take ballet, so I kept bugging my parents. I started at seven, and by the age of nine, I guess I had bugged them so much that my father decided we were living in California that he should take me into San Francisco School of Ballet and have me auditioned, and I auditioned, and that was the end of it. And then you came east. And then I came east, and I started 11. studying with New Jersey Ballet. And Got involved uh, with New Jersey School of Ballet and New Jersey uh, Ballet. I oh. haven't looked back. Wow, well, great. And that was a good few years ago, right? Yeah, <laughs> just a few years. <laughs> well, yeah. this is such an exciting year. You should recap details of the gala coming up. Okay, uh, Saturday, April the 18th, at the New Jersey Performing Arts Center, Prudential Hall. The reception is at 6 o'clock, full performance, open to everyone, not just the supporters. At 7 o'clock, tickets are 30, 40, and 50. Following the performance, uh, if you're one of the patrons, supporters of the ballet, there is a dinner in the chase room upstairs at 9 o'clock. Yes. And it's interesting because our first performance ever was given at Arts High School in Newark in December of 1958. Thank you, Carolyn and Paul. Thank you. Thank you. For more information on the arts in New Jersey, visit jerseyarts.com. Jersey Arts, the podcast, is a production of State of the Arts. Watch it on NJN Public Television, Fridays at 8.30 p.m. and Wednesdays at 11.30 p.m. Individual stories can be seen anytime on njn.net. The New Jersey State Council on the Arts is proud to co-produce State of the Arts. The New Jersey State Council on the Arts, encouraging excellence in the arts since 1966. Additional support was provided by the Geraldine R. Dodge Foundation, supporting cultural, educational, and environmental initiatives that make our world more livable.